0: So let me get this straight. In order for people to buy, they need to consume the content prior to them having the likelihood to buy. Is that what you're saying?
1: Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns.
2: Welcome back to Perpetual Traffic and we have the PPT gang back. It's Ralph Molly and myself again. How are you guys
0: doing? What's up?
1: Awesome. Happy to be here.
0: Glad to have Molly back. Good stuff, good stuff.
1: <laughs> I know you guys <laughs> kicked ass last week, but I missed being on.
2: We missed you. We missed you hanging in the cabana last week, dang oh, it. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it was
0: swank. It was a good times so. though. It was swank. Good times. Yeah, the Kardashians were in the bar, and uh, Kobe Bryant was, like, across the pool from us. Somebody told me after
2: According to the waiter, he was there a few weeks before that trying to recruit some uh, other NBA player in free agency. But so. that's what I told my
0: kids, so we're sticking with that story, by the way.
2: Uh, Never right, no mind, he was there at the same time. But one thing the waiter said was, he goes, Kobe Bryant. When he speaks, people listen. He has a really deep voice.
1: It's like us, right? It's like you, Keith.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So since Molly, we missed Molly last week. We're going to make her do pretty much the entire episode today. So we're going to be talking about how digital marketer ran Facebook ads for their recent launch and and how they did it for the machine launch, and they just finished the launch. So Molly, uh, tell us what you're going to talk about
1: today. Absolutely. We've crafted a formula at Digital Marketer for how we launch a product or a business. And obviously there's a traffic plan that comes along with that. So today I'm going to go through really exactly how we launched our last product, uh, the launch grid, which is about launching products. Um, But we've also used this same formula to launch products like the machine. I'm gonna go through how many ads we ran, how much we spent, what our follow-up ads were like, how we got people to really consume each lead magnet. So hopefully this will be a good case study for you guys that you can use in your own business.
2: A lot of people are rolling out new products and wondering whether they're doing a big Jeff Walker product launch style or if they're just rolling out a new program or a new add-on to their product or physical product, whatever it is, you're going to basically walk through exactly what you did using numbers as well as percentages, right? Exactly. I'm excited. I'm excited to learn about it myself too. Cool. Yeah, let's get right into it. So tell me, what were you guys doing? What was the plan? Like, what was the product?
1: Absolutely. And and just a side note, this works whether you have a list or any owned media, pixeled audiences that you can promote your launch to or not. So as I go through this, you'll notice that most of the traffic that we bought really was to people that had never heard of us before. So launches are a great way to grow your business And of course, this strategy isn't just for people that, you know, already have a big email list or a big following.
2: Or joint ventures.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't use any affiliates. Really, our our two traffic sources for this launch were Facebook and our own email list. And total transparency, I'm absolutely going to share how much we spent on each campaign, but I'm also going to share percentages, So if you're overwhelmed or underwhelmed by the amount that, that we spent, no worries. Definitely pay attention to the percentages and that way you can do the math backwards and figure out how much to spend for your own budget. Just to start off, this was a traditional Jeff Walker style launch with three lead magnets We released the first lead magnet, promoted that for three days. Then we released the second one, promoted that for three days, released the third, promoted that for three days. And then we opened the cart and started selling the product. And again, just to reiterate, these lead magnets were there to help educate and to really spark interest in this product that we were about to launch at launchgrid.com. So really what we did was pretty simple. It all started with the first lead magnet. So mistakes that I've made in the past with the machine launch, for example, is that I took my budget for you know acquisition for getting people to opt in for these lead magnets and I split the budget evenly across the three lead magnets. You know, I thought, okay, I'll run this amount of traffic to lead magnet one, this amount to two, this to three. But if you really take a step back and look at it, you kind of want as many people to opt in for that first lead magnet as possible because that's really the entry point for this offer. So if someone's coming in on the third lead magnet, they might be a tad confused because they don't have the information from lead magnets one and two. So for this launch, I did change that and I put our whole budget for acquisition, our entire budget for acquisition for this launch into Lead Magnet One. So Lead Magnet One was a launch checklist. So basically a checklist that you can use before you launch a new product or a new business. So full transparency, we spent $58,000 total on this launch, but 52,000 of that was actually spent to acquire leads for the lead magnets. So 90% of our budget, 90% of our launch budget was spent on campaigns that were driving traffic to lead magnet one. Now, the way that I split that up is I actually had six different ad sets. So five of the ad sets were cold audiences, as we would call them. So people that have never really heard of the brand before, but I did a lot of research to make sure that we were targeting audiences of people that would be interested in learning how to start a business or how to launch a product. So magazines like Entrepreneur Magazine, Um, we targeted people like Damon John and Gary Vee, people that really are attracting these entrepreneurs that want to learn how to, you know, launch a business, uh, launch a new product or a new product line. So we had six different ad sets, five of them were to cold audiences. And each of those had a $7,000 budget apiece. The last ad set, ad set six was to our people. So if you don't have any owned media like we talked about earlier, you would just want to add, you know, an extra ad set to cold traffic, but the six ad set we were targeting, you know, people on our email list, people that have visited our website, people that have watched our Facebook live videos, and that had a budget of $17,000. And the reason for that is we know that these people are highly qualified, they know the brand the audience was a little over a million people, so I really wanted to make sure that we reached as many of those as possible. So when you're going back to look at your budget and when you're looking at, at the media that you have to work with, adjust the budget for that ad set based off of how many people you have to retarget, how many people you have in that warm audience.
2: Exactly. People all the time ask, what percentage of my spend should I allocate towards my warm audiences? And what I always say is, as much as you can spend, basically. Absolutely. Those are your warm people. And if you're doing a launch or if you're doing something like that, I'm sure if you could have spent more in that short period of time, you would have on your warm audiences.
1: Absolutely. They obviously were our lowest cost per lead and had our highest conversion rate when actually asking to go buy the product, but we wanted to make sure that we use this launch as an opportunity to get new blood into the business too. So just to recap that, really the, the first part of this is driving traffic to lead magnet one. So we ran a website conversion campaign, We optimized for the success page, so the page that they hit after they opt in. We ran this campaign for nine days on a lifetime budget, and that's really important. A lot of times we recommend daily budgets because it's easier to scale evergreen campaigns with a daily budget, but this was lifetime because we only had a certain time period to run these ads, and we saw great results because Facebook, knew not only how much money they had to spend, but they also knew how much time they had to spend it and the audience size that we were targeting. So they could do the math and say, okay, you know, here's how much we have to spend. We're going to be able to reach this many people in this amount of time. So we were able to generate a really low cost per lead using that method. And just to to reiterate that, we had five ad sets that were going to different cold traffic audiences between about half a million to 2 million in each audience. And each of those had a $7,000 lifetime budget over the nine days. And then we had that sixth ad set that was $17,000 that was targeting our people over those nine days, all on a lifetime budget, all optimized for the lead.
2: Okay. That was my question. Was it 7,000 times five for the five ad sets on cold audiences for the whole period of time during the pre-launch, right? That nine day period while you're you're promoting lead magnets one Two and three, so you spend about thirty-five thousand dollars on the cold audiences for those nine days to your three different lead magnets.
1: Just to the first lead magnet.
2: Just to the first yeah, one. Yeah,
1: because if we're running traffic, that's what I learned from that first machine launch. If you start running traffic, especially cold traffic, into lead magnet two and three, and they're not familiar with what's going on,
2: they don't get the whole story. They get
1: lost. Yeah, they don't. Yep. They don't have the whole story. So we ran all of this traffic to that one lead magnet, and we actually use the same ad the entire time. So if you go back to on the digital marketer page a few weeks, you'll actually see this ad for the launch checklist. So it started as a post on the digital marketer page, and it simply says, if you're planning to launch a new product, a new brand, or relaunch an existing product in the next 12 months, we made this for you. It's a brand new three-part mini class on how to failure-proof any business or product launch. Also included is a launch checklist so you don't miss a thing during your launch. The image has a checklist on it. It's got a nice button. It's got the launch grid logo. And the headline was simply how to failure proof any business or product launch. And because I knew these were only going to run for nine days and that they wouldn't really have the time to develop the social proof they needed to keep that relevant score high, I just created this one ad that started as a post on the digital marketer Facebook page. And in each of these ad sets, instead of creating a new ad, I just selected that post from the use existing post button. And that way it aggregated all of this social proof on this one ad. So we were able to keep our relevance score high. We had a little over 2,500 reactions, 647 shares, 134 comments. So a lot of engagement on this one ad, although it was going to warm traffic and cold traffic. Which I think was great because people that didn't know us were able to see comments from our loyal fans that are, you know, I can't wait. This was so exciting, great information. So I'm really, really glad that we did this first part of the launch in this way.
0: Okay, I love it. So, talking about the offer itself, I mean, how did you guys sort of reverse engineer what you knew? A lot of people sort of get stuck on this. And it's a question that we answer a lot is, you figure out what your product is, and then you sort of work backwards as to what your front-facing offer will be or hook will be. Take us through maybe a little bit of that and how you guys brainstorm this whole thing out to get people Definitely. to self-identify, but also be, once they self-identify, give them you know a chunky piece of content, which is obviously what you guys do, and then transition them into the sale. How'd you guys do that?
1: Yeah, So, you know, the course is how to launch a business product or product line. So it's pretty broad. So creating these lead magnets, it took some creativity. And I think that's why the launch checklist was a great hook. Even though I mentioned, hey, you're going to get this three part mini class, they're going to get three videos, you're going to get all this information. The hook that we used on this first ad was the launch checklist. And the reason we did that is because it's a lead magnet that's tangible. It's not just free information that you would find on a blog somewhere. It's an actual checklist that you can print out, staple next to your desk, and use. And if you can give something away that people really view as tangible, whether it's templates or a checklist recipes a calculator anything that people view as as tangible and super useful giving their email address will be no big deal for you know in in exchange for this thing
2: right they don't have to like oh i don't know who this guy is i'm not sure if his information is going to be good they don't have to like trust you or know you because they're not signing up to watch something or read something they're signing up for a tool like something they can just use right now
1: and when people see, you know, oh, this is going to be a free course, it sounds like a lot of work. That's why giving away eBooks, we sort of frown upon that because sitting down and and reading an entire book sounds like a lot of work. So if you're able to use a checklist or a template, it's it's much more enticing for the end user. I think that's why this works so well. Running all of this traffic to this launch checklist, and then once they opted in. You know, there were training videos there that were free and they explained how to use the launch checklist. And then they progressed into more information about, you know, the customer value journey of your business. And Ryan was really able to go in depth and and really, you know, give value, but also tease this amazing content that's in this product all by starting the conversation at, hey, do you want this launch checklist? It was a great offer to take to cold traffic.
2: Well, a lot of people might be thinking, well, I have to have people consume this thing. This is how I set up to sell my whatever product or widget or program. What Ryan is a genius at doing is just figuring out a different way to frame it and, and adding something that's more consumable or that's more, you know, like a tool checklist type of thing is super easy. You can still have the same exact content that you want people to consume.
1: Absolutely. And if you go to launchgrid.com forward slash your dash launch dash checklist, um you don't even have to opt in that's the first delivery page of this launch so you'll be able to see the three different lead magnets that we used here and and do some more research there that was a great question because obviously you know it, you have to have a good offer you have to have something that people want or this traffic strategy isn't going to work
0: uh, it's interesting because a lot of people would say, well, I've got a, mi- a mini class. That's great. That Like, that's my lead magnet. But in fact, it's not because we see it all the time is that. A video series, and Keith, we've got lots of examples of this that we've worked together on, where a four-part video series, you're like, that's my lead magnet. No, that shouldn't be your lead magnet. That's your bonus. bonus. (laughs) That's your bonus, which you know, we figured that out kind of early on. The one chunky piece of consumable content, you can boil everything down and then identify your avatar with that one thing is a checklist. And then the, the videos help explain it help introduce Ryan, obviously, and then slowly over time, sell the program. And I think it's really important for people to understand that because that's what makes you successful on any ad medium, whether it's Facebook or otherwise, is a really good hook. And you guys have it on this one.
1: We will put a screenshot of this ad in the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. But the most important elements of this ad really were if you look at, at the copy that we lead off with you're planning to launch a new product, a new brand, or relaunch an existing product in the next 12 months, we made this for you. So we're calling out the audience without Mm. saying, hey, are you a business owner? Are you this? Because we don't know who they are exactly, but we know the end result that they want. We know what they're looking for. So we were able to really call them out In the ad copy. And then the image is really focused on the launch checklist, right? So that's what catches their attention. But we also mention in the copy, you know, it's a three part mini class on how to failure proof any business or product launch. So calling out the audience, really speaking to the lead magnet, the thing that's going to catch their attention, which is the checklist here, but also mentioning that this is going to come with a three-part mini class. So definitely go check that ad out. We use this same ad for every single campaign. And just to reiterate, guys, so that you know the breakdown, and in the show notes, we'll also put this into writing so that you can visually see what we spent on each aspect of this you know, acquisition part of the campaign. But as a whole, this was 90% of our spend, 90% of what we spent to promote this launch went to acquiring leads for lead magnet one. So there were six different ad sets. Five of them went to cold traffic. We spent $7,000 a piece on those, which was 13% of the budget a piece. So each of those ad sets accounted for 13% of our total budget. And then the ad set to our people, we spent 17,000, which was 30% of our total budget. And again, all of those ad sets were set on lifetime budgets. We ran them over nine days and they were all running traffic to that one Facebook post so that we could really build social proof on there and increase our relevance score.
2: Okay, so I wanna break down some numbers here for people so we can ratio it out. So how many leads did you generate for this period of time?
1: We generated a little over 10,000 leads.
2: So let's say somebody was on a smaller budget, even if they were at 10% of your budget, and they spent, you know, seven hundred over those nine days on the cold audiences and seventeen hundred, so they spent maybe twenty four hundred dollars total. Over a uh, nine-day period of time, that would be a thousand leads,
1: exactly, which
2: is a good amount of leads that are in a situation with scarcity and an offer that's going to expire and event-based.
1: Yeah, and and that's why I wanted to share the percentages so that you guys can really think about how this works for your budget. Two years ago, I would have never have spent this amount of money on a launch. I did it this time because we had proven it in the past. I knew it was going to work. If your budget is $1,000, if your budget is $5,000, that's really why I wanted to give you these percentages so that you know how, how we really split everything up. Overall, 90% of our budget was used to acquire these new leads. And, and the reason for that is that email is going to do a lot of the work after this. So email is really going to get them to consume the other lead magnets. Email is going to let them know that the product is now open, that that the cart is about to close. But that doesn't mean that we didn't run ads for those events too. So the other 10% of our budget was spent on consumption, overcoming doubt, and scarcity. So the rest of our budget, 90% was spent to acquire leads on lead magnet one and the rest of the money, that more dollars more were spent on overcoming any barriers, consumption, and scarcity. I'll dive into those three. So the first one that we did, the consumption ads, these are really, really easy, but they're super powerful. Once you start to release Lead Magnet 2 and Lead Magnet 3, it's really important that you run ads to people that opted in for Lead Magnet 1 to get them to consume the other Lead Magnets. Because if they don't consume the other Lead Magnets, they're not going to be very likely to actually buy the product, right? You really want them to consume the rest of the information in this mini class, So for consumption ads, we spent $1,000 on lead magnet two and $1,000 on lead magnet three. So total, that was only about 4% of our budget. These ads were really simple. I'll also include these in the show notes, but I simply uploaded the video that was on the page for each of these lead magnets and I uploaded those as a video ad. And the reason I did that is because we know that these people already consumed Lead Magnet One. We already have their email address. We want them to watch videos two and three. So I don't care if they're doing it in Facebook, if they're doing it on the page, in an email. I just want them to watch this video and listen to Ryan. So the headline of these ads were, new video released, launch class part two, how to build a customer factory or whatever the name of the lead magnet was. And the body copy, I said, good news, part two of the launch checklist mini class is now available. You can watch it and access your value journey worksheet below. This video lesson picks up Right where the previous lesson left off, if you recall in part one, we talked about the three things you absolutely must have if you want to launch, you know, number one, two, three. In lesson one, I showed you how to check off the first two items on the list. In lesson two, I'm going to show you how to build your very own customer factory. So this was a really long ad that was acknowledging that they had watched video one, recapping what they learned, and really trying to get them to watch this second video. The third video, the ad for the third video, we were running traffic to people who watched video two but hadn't yet watched video three. And it was in the exact same format as the one that I just read to you guys. So those consumption ads are are pretty easy. It's basically just trying to get someone to take the next step. So once you release the second lead magnet, start running ads to people who watched the first video but not the second, and once you release the third lead magnet, start running ads to people who watch the second, but not the third. And those were both video ads. And we spent $1,000 a piece on those.
0: So let me get this straight. So in order for people to buy, they need to consume the content prior to them having the likelihood to buy. Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: What's the price point of
0: the offer?
1: The price point of the offer was $2,000.
0: So for a product of that size, it's really important for them to consume the content. Exactly. And the reason I'm saying it in that way is that that's a really important principle. I'm obviously, I kind of knew the answer to that question, but um, (laughs) just slightly, but it's really important. People say, why aren't they buying? Well, you know what? they probably haven't consumed your content yet they don't know who you are they haven't watched your webinar they haven't seen video 1 2 or 3 or they they haven't actually read your you know 70 page ebook well that's probably the reason why they're not buying because they haven't consumed the content first so in a launch style here it's obviously really important, especially with a high-end product, because they have to get warmed up. They have to be familiar with Ryan. They have to understand that they're providing a lot of value. And this is the stuff that they're going to pay for is going to be even better than the stuff they got for free. So it's a really important concept for people to remember, especially if you're selling products you know, off cold traffic, which turns into warm, that are in the multiple thousands, like just like you guys did here.
1: And both of those ads combined only accounted for 4% of our budget you know, this is really cheap. You're getting into really small audiences. So it's absolutely worth your time to use your ads just like you should with your email list to really make sure these people are, are consuming the content.
0: Was there a call to action in those ads for the content consumption?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the video, you know, obviously is is right there in the ad. So Mm -hmm. they can watch it, but they can also click over to uh, the delivery page and watch it on the page too.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. That's awesome.
1: So that was really the next step. So that's 4% and this is really a part of this last chunk, using this last part of the budget for consumption to overcome doubts and create scarcity. So what we did to overcome doubts, and this was something that we had never done before, we actually did a Facebook Live. So where before we would have done a webinar to our email list for people to come on and ask questions about the product before they bought, we decided to do a Facebook Live. And it was really, really successful. And basically, All we did was Ryan and I got on Facebook Live on the Digital Marketer fan page. We shared it into Digital Marketer Engage, a paid continuity group. And it just said, Launch Grid Q&A was the title of Facebook Live. And we started off and I had Ryan explain the product and really cover some basic Q&As. And then we took questions about... The product from the audience and we stayed on there about an hour and we simply answered questions so what types of businesses is this for you know how much does it cost will this work for me how will it be delivered Um, what should i expect you know all of the questions that you can imagine about a product and it was cool because number one It gave us the biggest FAQs, right? So we were able to actually type those up and put them on the sales page because if people are asking these questions on Facebook Live, I'm sure a ton of people have questions as they're reading the sales page. So it really gave us an idea of the questions and the doubts that people were having about the product. But it also, in a way, promoted the product. People saw the Facebook Live that had never seen anything about LaunchGrid, and it sparked interest. So after we did the Facebook Live, I created a campaign and put $2,500 behind that, and I targeted people who had visited LaunchGrid.com. So that ad ran while the offer was open and people could buy and people were able to listen and you know this video helped overcome doubt so it was a facebook live and it was there to promote the product but we also used it as an ad to people who might be considering the product but hadn't purchased yet so that was twenty five hundred dollars and five percent of the budget went to promoting that Facebook live and to really helping overcome any doubts that people might have and and why they're not buying.
0: That's brilliant too is to, you know, to use those questions in your FAQs on the yeah. on the sales page. I mean, that is awesome. And I think, you know, I mean you might be listening to this right now and say, well, I'm not going to do a massive launch like this. And I'm not going to spend this much like Molly does and Digital Marketer does. But The idea is really is reverse engineering everything and sort of figuring out the psychology of how humans make decisions to purchase $2,000 products. And I think you guys hit every part of this. And we've seen this work extremely well for launches as well as for evergreen stuff where you continue to feed them more and more content. You're selling the program, but you're also overcoming the objections and you're educating them at the same time. And it's a really scientific, methodical way of doing it. But if you just sort of map it all out, I'm sure you guys probably map this out on a whiteboard, to begin with, it's a lot easier than it, it might sound because all you do is you figure out what your end result is and like where you're going to start and how you're going to get there.
1: We will include a link to the Facebook Live also at digitalmarker.com forward slash podcast so that you can watch that video. It, it wasn't formal, we were just sitting on the couch and answering questions about the product. So that worked from a promotional sense and helping people overcome their doubts. And then the last piece, 3% of our budget went to scarcity. And there were two ads here, really simple. The first started the day that the product opened, that the cart opened, and it simply said, you know, the launch grid is now open for enrollment. And then, you know, three days before we were about to close enrollment, I switched the image out and it said, the launch grid enrollment is closing soon. And that ad was just there to retarget people who had visited launchgrid.com, but hadn't purchased yet. And it was just there to create scarcity and awareness that, hey, you know, you might've gone through all of this information and now we're actually selling something. So that was the easiest ad to, to set up and maintain, obviously. But, you know, that's the one that's actually gonna help you sell the product.
2: This is great stuff. A lot of people, when they're trying to plan out their advertising or their Facebook ads or their traffic, try to get super complicated and complex, and they're they're trying to create this super elaborate journey. And how can I retarget these people and exclude these people as they move down my funnel? When, if you think about it, really, you guys spent ninety percent of your budget on lead gen, and that should be where ninety percent of your energy is spent on your offer. Like Ralph said, getting the right frame. If you get your offer right. And you just adjust your lead magnet in the right way. It's really easy to run ads to warm audiences. You just select a custom audience of people that have already opted in or people that have, have visited one of your launch pages. And it's pretty simple to add in that retargeting stuff as your launch is happening, as you open the cart. But it's getting your offer right and getting those leads at the beginning and making sure people are coming in. I love how you you made sure everybody came in through lead magnet number one.
1: Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, it was simple. You know, 90% of our budget went to acquisition and and to generate leads for Lead Magnet One. And we split that into six ad sets. Five of them were 13% of our budget apiece. The last was 30% because it was a, a big, warm audience. And then the rest of the budget, the, the last 10% was just there to overcome doubt. Let's answer people's questions. Let's get them to consume the rest of the lead magnets. And then let's tell them to buy this thing. And let's tell them that this thing's about to go away. I think it's a pretty simple blueprint that can be used whether you're launching a physical product, an information product, and really on any budget.
2: Good stuff, Molly. Thanks for bringing it out. It's awesome. I had fun. If you want to get back to take a look at these numbers specifically, you can do that back at the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 57. Yeah, and get out there. You don't need a big audience. You don't need a bunch of affiliate partners. You can do this on your own if you take the time to figure out having a great offer, great messaging. Anybody can go out and roll out and launch a new product service or business good stuff all right talk to you on the next week this is fun until next time see ya bye-bye see ya
1: you've been listening to perpetual traffic with Keith Krantz Molly Pittman and Ralph Burns for more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast thank you for listening
0: You're amazing, Molly.
1: You're a wizard.
0: How did you do that?
1: How did you do it? (laughs) Oh...